Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. everyone welcome welcome back to my mate bought a toaster uh, this is episode three of series three today's guest is the magnificently funny rob rouse uh, so funny in fact that i have decided to leave in all the nonsense before we actually started because it just made me laugh so much you know if you're only here for the purchase history well i'm afraid things are going to get a little bit tangential for the next few minutes but it made me laugh a lot so i've kept it in anyway enjoy this episode enjoy rob rouse and enjoy the bit at the end where i tell you about the patreon patreon.com slash toasterpod but hey we can look forward to that a bit at the end okay thanks for coming and you, oh, your head! I tell you what, Rob. I'm going to use a technical term here. I don't want to confuse your baffle you, all right? And I'm, if mm. there's any technical terms you don't understand, just just say, all right? Hands up. Yeah. Okay. You, you're you're coming in a bit hot in your cans. Okay. So what's happening is I'm hearing. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Tom. That might be why that's happening. <laughs> I don't. I haven't really spoke to anyone outside of my immediate family for quite a while. So if I'm if I'm coming in very hot in my cans, that's probably why. Do you have a talc? Uh, never tell. I don't believe in it. Mm. I, 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 I never will. Mm. I believe what I understand. I remember it from childhood. And all I remember it doing is if you're not completely dry, using a, a talc in order to dry yourself just creates small baubles of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a talker? <laughs> never. Never have. It's a poor man's towel. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's just not something I've ever really thought about doing. My, I mean, fa- my father-in-law it, does it because he's a boomer. And you know, yeah. they they probably use the ash of blitz bombs to yes. double up as talc. That's probably it's why. The only he does way it. to get dry for a boomer. Yeah. I mean, if seeing as you ask, if I really want to dry off, um, then I will. Uh, if if there's no one around, um, I will use my wife's hair dryer just to oh. just to just to kind of get oh. you know air dry the. Uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the harder to reach places. Has she ever objected to that? Because there'd be no right to, and yet I know my wife would object because she's got a Dyson. And if I ever put my, you know, if I ever approached mm. my bits with the Dyson, she'd be absolutely livid with me. And yet there is no, there's no contact. I'm not popping it no, in. No, exactly. Yeah, you're not popping it in. I'm not inflating a, a an airbed or anything with it. No, I'm, exactly. You're simply using it for one of its, I'd, I'd say, prescribed uses. I yeah. imagine Dyson himself probably... Um, Probably did a lot of trials on his uh... <laughs> on his own Brexity balls. Yeah, he yeah, probably did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Listen, Rob. So this isn't what the podcast is about. I don't know. Sorry, I should have explained that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> God, sorry. I think you're you're thinking of um, how clean are your bits, which, <laughs> oh! which is also on Great Big Al. That's another podcast. Yeah, that is a different one, isn't it? Altogether? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's fine. I'll only go in if I need to refresh. <laughs> 
Sorry, no. I did the talk burp there. <laughs> Keep those coming. I love a talk burp. Also, it means I can play this podcast to my wife in the car and it'll make her gag. Any any talk burps, oh, she instantly lovely. gags. Yeah, it's a super. It's a proper superpower. That um, right? Okay, uh, should, we, should we start? Or so did your wife gag if you if if someone does a normal burp or just talk burp? No, it's 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 a it's a specific type of talk burp. Which, you uh, which, said it, it's a Pacific type. It's, 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 it's all the Pacific types. You know, like like um, uh, uh, Jeremy Lyons does them, the brilliant comedy character Jeremy Lyons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely amazing. It's those that makes her go, oh, God, and she has to run out the room. If I'm in the car and I burp, she's like fine with it. Um, although my friend Brian, you know, you remember Brian? Moved to Australia. Brian, oh, yeah. Brian and Michelle. And uh, Michelle's got a real problem with bogeys, right? Real yeah. problem with bogeys. And he once... He once put a bogey on the steering wheel of his car while they were driving along. And he was driving, he put a bogey on the steering wheel and said, what's that, Michelle? And she looked at it and he wouldn't touch it. And she threw up. She she literally filled, she filled the footwell of their car with vomit because she was so was she, was she driving or was he driving? He, he was driving. <laughs> he was driving. He, 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 uh, he refused to take it off, and she's like, "Brad, I'm going." <laughs> my granddad was um, a, a GP, oh, yeah. and uh, I remember him, I, my dad told me a story, whether it was apocryphal or not, I don't know, about uh, a bloke who had um, one of his patients or a patient of a friend. It must have been because otherwise he would have been down for some form of negligence. Um, who had appalling constipation? He struggled with it for for years. Mm. And um, I think they just they changed his uh, his um, uh, laxative prescription, and apparently he was driving home. And this is like in the you know fifties when cars were very different. And as he was on the main road, and he was suddenly overwhelmed with the need to 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 go uh, properly, mm. and um, and the immense effort that it was requiring for him to not burst into his trousers, he pulled the steering wheel off. <laughs> Crashed and then shot himself, <laughs> which I was reminded by by the thought of <laughs> footwell <laughs> sick. <laughs> oh, it's like it's almost like an old-fashioned airbag going off. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, it's, the, I don't, it's the indignity of, of crashing the car <laughs> and then shitting myself. Hey, hey, we're rolling. Here, uh, it's the podcast. Welcome to it. This is my mate, Bought a Toaster, and that is, of course, the brilliant Rob Rose, wonderful stand-up comedian, fabulous actor as well, of course, one of the stars of Upstart Crow, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, oh, oh, tish, tish, tish and pish. <laughs> oh, um, stop so it. Let's go back in time, Rob. Uh, yeah. And we're going straight back to 2009. Oh, straight back to 2009. Two- the heady day. Was Amazon around then? Oh, it was, and it had been for a long time by 2009. When, when was it invented? Well, I think sort of about 90, 95, 96 is when was it... Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have just been, what, Jeff Bezos... 
Um, with a bicycle and a basket on the front. Essentially him just delivering ca- uh, sort of copies of Captain Corelli's mandolin to people. Yeah. That that was it. Um, and our sort of earliest archaeological drawings on the cave we've had on this podcast, Matt Green bought a book about Martin Amos in 1999. Martin Amos? Martin Amos, yeah. You know the one. Yeah. It's a lovely start. It's a strong start, Rob. Uh, you have bought a, uh, on the 18th of September, yeah. a large film industry clapperboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what that was. There you I've, go. Uh, I've got that for. Did I buy it for someone for a present? All oh, right. I think it was, or we. Uh, it was um, a primitive form of meat tenderizer. I'm right. not entirely sure. <laughs> Just... I remember. I think. I think it was that. I think it was. It was um, doing where when. I think we kept one, or someone gave me one yeah. when we made the duck films, which was way back in two thousand and maybe three. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, when we had a pet duck, uh, Shaniqua, that lived with us in the flat and uh, was completely incontinent, oh, so she no. wore nappies around the flat. But we did manage to make ten spoof movie trailers, oh, all shot, lovely. filmed uh, uh, in our in our house at the time. Yeah, and uh, my good friend Dave Lambert. Who uh, I think now he directed Zapped. He um, with uh, probably with this clapperboard. Uh, no, no, uh, he may well. Maybe he you did. Know, yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't did. have one on set, and he's like, "It's all right, my mate Rob bought me one." Yeah, and we bought it for I think for his birthday. I think it's for Dave's birthday. Right. Okay. Nice. 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 Lovely clapperboard there. Um, also, on the same day you've bought this, really completes the gift. Uh, Crayola anti dust white chalk. Of course, you've got chalk to write on the clapperboard with. You're Ab- a- absolutely. Well, also. I, I always get a bit of chalk just because Helen Helen likes it and um, yeah she can she can draw on the walls and stuff yes and, and I can easily clean them off. You can go out and draw on the pavements as well. That's a, exactly you know. yeah. She draw on the outside the house. It's mainly mainly she draws like phalluses and things, <laughs> um, and on other people's houses. But I say you know allowing her to express that side of her, her behaviours essentially keeps her out of the prison system yeah it's nice for her it's nice for her to have a hobby as well it's good that she's got something to do and also yeah the thing about chalk is you know you and i both know it is graffiti but chalk has got a sort of innocent 1950s blitz thing going on so right. yeah you know what i yeah. mean Just- i mean don't get me wrong helen would much rather be permanently defacing uh public buildings and people's houses mm. putting dog shit through their letterboxes mm-hmm. and stuff like that but mm-hmm. but giving her the chalk it just rolls back on that kind of destructive tendency helen's my wife by the way sure that destructive tendency not one of the ducks um, wearing a nappy that is no that's correct what yeah. were the ducks called uh we had one one oh. duck oh, uh, shaniqua you said shaniqua oh. and there was another duck called eric uh who we got and eric uh R.I.P. Eric oh, oh. and R.I.P. Shaniqua. Oh, um, right. Eric only uh, only lived uh, in our charge for about four days. Okay, because Eric yeah. was amorous with Shaniqua. No, I think we just think. Um, I remember at the time um, I just recorded. I think an episode of the ninety nine P challenge. Oh yeah. At the uh, the old um, was it what's the old BBC radio place? Drill Hall. Cheney Drill Hall. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm. And. Um, and Helen rang to say that Eric had just died in her hand, oh. um, and he just didn't make it. But we 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 just we got lucky with uh, Shaniqua in from the bucket of ducks we yeah. chose from. But Eric, he just he just didn't make it. I've got a question, which and you know I've never ever asked this question. Mm. What what is a duck's funeral like? Well, 
Um, I, do you know, I've, to my eternal shame. Tom, Don't tell me it's just a flush. No. I cannot remember Eric's service. You've blanked it out. Um, I don't remember who did the reading. Mm-hmm. I don't know who did the reading. Yeah, yeah I probably blanked it out. Um, I, I don't, I don't know whether it was a bin or an incineration. I'm okay. not entirely sure. <laughs> um, hard to, to, to tough memories. But when Sorry, when Shaniqua, it's important Shaniqua, that my guests cry at least once during the episode. Yeah, so this absolutely. That's yeah. what lockdown's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Laughing and crying for exactly. Christ's sake. But when Shaniqua um, left uh, after um, five uh, roller coaster years on this planet, um, and uh, you know, with ten ten movies under her belt, and the eleventh, which never saw the light of day, um, which was uh, Jurassic Duck, which oh. we, we never actually we we did some of the pre pre production on, but we never that one hit the cho- cutting room floor. Oh. Um, but she, her her funeral was a very sad affair. I remember I was doing the warm-ups for uh, uh, eight out of ten cats at the time, oh. and um, it was in the day. And I, uh, Helen was out. Um, the duck was in the back garden. I went to I went for a, for a, what? Well, I don't need to be too technical term, but for a lavatory, mm-hmm. and then came back out. And um, she was uh, slightly torn asunder on the on the garden there, and the fox. Oh. It was the culprit was was still uh, was just looking at me, oh. and I was devastated, obviously. Yeah. And um, I rang Ruth, the producer at Endemol, yeah. and um, she said, and she was gutted and said, "Take as long as you need, love. We'll get someone else in." And then the the following week, uh, I'd just done the warm up, and uh, Frankie Boyle uh, put his arm around me and said uh, uh, how how gutted he was to hear about the duck and oh. that we all missed her. Oh, <laughs> Which which really does um, show the the true side of Frankie Boyle. Yeah, uh, that the public don't get to see. He's That's right. Sweet. That's right. We've really seen under the Boyle bonnet there. That yes, is, oh. but um, the uh, but the 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 service for Shaniqua was um, there was a, a close close friends, mm. and um, and we buried her um, underneath uh, and a planted a rose on the top. Oh, did you really? Yeah, but oh. also let's not forget R.O.P. Uh, Mrs. Miyagi. Who also was taken that uh, fateful early afternoon? Who's Mrs. Miss- Miyagi was um, uh, a, a chicken that we would get. She was an ex-battery chicken that I don't know how someone else had rescued her, and then they couldn't. They had to go on holiday, and she ended up living with us and stayed there. But the two of them got it on. Yeah. And uh, Mrs. Miyagi was she was very old, a little black chicken, yeah. and um, she used to enjoy. Did you used to be on Magic? Yeah, I still am, mate. Thanks for listening. Right, lovely. No, absolutely re- regular <laughs> listener. Thanks for calling in. And uh, she used to love Magic FM. Oh my! You're... And if I had it in, if I had it on, she would come in. She'd come in through the French windows and sit on the floor by the radio listening to Magic. Oh. Uh, so she could have been one of your long-term listeners, Tom. Oh, mate! I noticed and... there was yeah, there was a definite dip in the radars when Mrs. Yeah. Miyagi passed well, on. I mean, when you, when we dig into commercial radio, we know that every listener counts. They um, really do. They really, <laughs> really do. do. It yeah, really please. is. It's a dying. It's a dying craft. I, I, you often you get uh, you know teams of uh, of commercial radio presenters just going around the streets, and if they hear someone's dying who listens to their station, they jump in, you know, paddles onto the chest straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Don't go. Yeah. Don't go. Clear. Still going. We're okay. We're okay. We're still number four. Sometimes you gotta spice up your life in the bedroom. How about you go online and buy a sexy costume? Loving at this age doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Oh, 
We skip ahead now, Rob, to November 2011. This must have been a very dark time for you. Uh, you bought the official Cliff Richard A3 calendar. Yes. <laughs> a, low, a proper low point here. <laughs> oh, that's a hysterical laughter. I'm actually crying now. <laughs> Yeah, 2011 calendar. Yeah, well, the 2012 calendar. It's A3, so there's a lot of cliff there. It's a That's lot, a lot of, of cliff, cliff, isn't it? Yeah, it's Oof, a lot of cliff. Looking good uh, as well. He looks great on the front. Yeah. I bet he does. I bet he does. Mm. Um, I, I, so I, I want to say it must have been a gift for someone. Yeah, um, it does say this but, is a gift order on there, to be fair. So you, yes. you've got that, that out is available to you. And you, you know, you could just say maybe it's just a present to yourself. You've got to love yourself. Why not? Yeah, this- well, it could have been. Mm. I mean, if anyone who understands about self love, surely it would have to be Cliff. Yeah, it really would. It? I mean, because, is, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well documented that he's never actually been attached to uh, anyone. Still anyone. available. He's still available, still, isn't he? Still. Yeah. Hey, just still young, free, and single. Um, <laughs> just waiting for the right girl. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just when he, oh, it wasn't Subaka, it turned out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I remember doing some gigs actually um, uh, in uh, in Dubai a long, long time ago, yeah. and um, it was the one when we got stranded out there for an extra <laughs> extra month because of the volcano. Oh, okay, yeah, the, that vol- was around yeah. that time. So mm. this could have been where I built the connect deep connection with Cliff. Right. Um and uh, I remember when we did one gig at the, I think it was a place called the Aviation Club. It's across the road from like a stadium. Right. And uh on the same night that we were doing uh just like you know this uh, you know uh, you know, a, a comedy gig, you know, just mm. as a normal, you know, about a couple hundred people in a bar. Uh, Cliff was playing the stadium, and I managed to go out and hear him kick into uh, oh. Devil Woman. I think he opened up with Devil Woman. Oh. And I don't mind telling you, Tom, the yeah. place went fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, you could literally, you could feel the, the bass was so heavy, yeah. it made you shit your pants. It was incredible. <laughs> Cliff Richard and the brown note. <laughs> They've been friends the for a long time. And he came yeah. out and he going, whoa, you just a devil woman. And everyone was going, absolutely. It really was going off. It was this probably is... one of the most incendiary live performances oh. I've ever heard. Were you now, there for I Cliff was... Richard in Dubai in 2012? Yeah, yes, I, he was. And, and I'm stacking that up against, um, I saw the comeback gig of Rage Against the Machine at the Reading Festival, Yeah. Um, which I can't remember when that was. That was sort of, Roughly the same kind of time, and I was there with two of my old mates, and we were both all about, I don't know, late 30s, mm. and um, we were 100 yards back, and we thought we were going to die. Like we, <laughs> now, genuinely, I've been to some rough gigs in my time. And it, it was it was brilliant. And I remember as well, because uh, uh, the Rage Against the Machine wouldn't let the BBC show it, like kind of, fuck you guys, yeah. which was cool. And Zane, the zipper low, was there going, hey, uh, but, you know, uh, they won't let us show it. So, uh, you know, wow. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Um, he is. I, I, lost yeah, I wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to give away any uh, inside industry knowledge about Zane Lowe, but massive asshole. Oh, I might have done it. Right. I might have done it. I, I, I lost all faith in that man when um, uh, Beyonce was at Glastonbury uh, which I remember, I was in the in the audience and I saw her come out and shimmy mm. and shake her tail feathers, and it was 
absolutely astonishing. Iconic. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Grown yeah. men wept. Oh, of it course. It was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and then I went and watched the, the highlights, and there was that awful clipper when um, uh, Lauren Laverne, bless her, was just oh, waxing lyrical yes. about how, what, what an event it was and how yes. excited it was, and she'd been in the crowd. And, um, and Zane just kind of went, <clears throat> at the end of her uh, eulogy, uh, um, not yes. eulogy. Well, not but you, but she was speech. She wasn't yeah, dead. it was an impassioned, genuine speech. Yeah. And he just sneered at her. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, I was watching Queens of the Stone Age. And I, and I <laughs> love Queens of the Stone Age. And I've seen them live loads of times. Yeah. But I chose to watch Beyonce because I've never seen Beyonce live. I've not any cans off them. It's passion. <laughs> They're back on. They're back on. The cans are hot again. And, um, and I remember thinking, you absolute turd of a man yeah who yeah, are you what's yeah. wrong with you but how far um out of the loop now when you when you look back the the distance we've traveled that was a thing you know a kind of indie kids looking at beyonce and going no like why yeah. would i like r&b as well but the idea of being able to hold two different tastes in your brain at the same time it is turns out very much possible yeah absolutely if you love music and you, and you exactly. get it if you feel music oh. and um and and so, which is a very long-winded way of saying um because uh, we got to them from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And me, Steve and John generally thought we were going to die and we had to, literally like we get out of a battle, we had to pile out when they went and took um, bullet in your head and they'd open with killing in the name. It was insane. Oh, they'd open um, with killing in the name. I, I, well, it, it felt, I can't well, remember. Well, it, where'd you go a, from there? You, well, you actually, when you listen to that, the whole first album is just constant incendiary um, music. Mm. It was amazing. But we thought we were going to die and we had to get out there. We went to the back to catch our breath. Uh, we were crushed against the fence on the way out. Um, but that pales into insignificance <laughs> next to Cliff. the carnage of Cliff opening up in the Dubai International Tennis Stadium. And you could literally, you, you could hear people losing their shit in there. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Life-changing. Yeah, Life-changing. a Cliff Richard mosh pit. Transcendent, oh. like the yeah, the 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 amount of old ladies wearing poison in there, the atmosphere, <laughs> poison's a scent, isn't it? Or samsara. It, it, it was it was heady. It was this, so heady. This reminds me of you doing a bit of material years ago about Tom Jones. You had a brilliant Tom Jones impression. Do you remember you used to think about Tom oh, Jones? Oh, I had a big, bit, had a big yeah. bit on Tom Jones again. That was I saw Tom live at the um, at Hyde Park, yeah. and um, I remember it was when they started doing outdoor gigs there. And there was a point in the concert where the Tom's microphone cut out. Um, so there's a full band and PA, and you could still hear him singing on the stage. <laughs> but in the distance, it was absolutely outstanding. Incredible. Literally. Tarzan unplugged. Yeah, it's incredible. Hi there, I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry, a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Chris. All right, let's crash on through then. 2014, Rob. So you're no longer living in London now. You've moved out of town. You're living in the countryside. Yeah, in the countryside, up in the north, in the Peak District. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Um, All sorts of things here, as I'd expect. Great for fly tipping. Go on. (laughs) The the estate agents don't put... You you don't see that on uh, House in the Country, do you? No, no. Yeah, a lot of fly tipping. Yeah, if you really want to get rid of a lot of shit, move to the country. Um, I knew this would come up eventually. Of course, you've got on the 11th of November 2014, uh, the large painted gold glitter wall hanging deer stag's head. Obviously, you've got yourself a stag's head because you're a landed man living in the countryside now. Yeah, exactly. Um, That, uh, on first impressions, may appear to be something that possibly I bought my wife in order to, uh, you know, for a birthday present mm. the, or thereabouts right. um, to decorate a room. When in actual fact, I uh, it was to attach it to the front of my car <laughs> um, to make me look like a successful um, country gentleman. <laughs> I just simply drill through the bonnet and then a, then a bolt and a nut on the back and a washer. Yeah. And then literally, you know, you know heads turn. When you've got um, a, a kind of, a, I'd say it's probably about two feet across, <laughs> glittered stag head it's something on the of front sort of, of your uh, dented Volkswagen Passat. It's like, it's just a nice sort of. Otherwise, people might think you're a salesman driving the Passat. Yeah, and and yeah. now they know yeah, you're not a salesman. Perhaps, you're a killer. Yeah, or perhaps a family man who's just kind of you know just oh, thrown in the towel. But yeah, it, it's I think it it it's a statement piece mm. essentially. Mm. It is, it is absolutely beautiful. It's a really nice stag's head that you've got there, um, stuck Thank on the front you. of your car. Um, is that genuinely where it is on the front of your car? Because that is that is no. Why a- I, I ended up uh, after about five years taking it off the front of the car and, and gave it to Helen as a present, <laughs> where it promptly fell off the wall um, and, and it shattered, and then it remained on a tray, oh, yeah. a tea tray, for about another maybe another couple of years. Uh, under the uh, pretense that it was going to be super glued back together, lovely, and then and then it hit landfill. Lovely, it was a that's a lovely story. Lovely, yeah, lovely story. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, I mean, was there a funeral for that one or not? Did you gather around? Uh, just close family and friends for that one. There's a lot of funerals in this. Look at this. Twelfth of December, twenty fourteen. You yeah. spent two hundred and five pounds, right, on the polyphonic octave generator, a Pog, the Pog two. Oh yeah. Still got that. St- I can see it here. Go on. Right, I mean, 
It's by my foot. It's not plugged in. Oh, for God's sake. But that is... Yeah, it's uh, the Pod 2, a polyphonic uh, octave generator. Uh, Tell us what, what it does, Rob. Tell us what it does. What she is, Tom, is she is a guitar pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you be wanted to um, uh, be playing uh, like a lead line, but you want a bit of a bass line underneath it, wonderful. Um, I just dial that in on the pug, <laughs> boo, hit it with my foot, and um, suddenly it sounds like uh, I'm playing with a bass a bassman. Um, mm-hmm. or, or it's yeah, it's it's just it's it's fun. It's for ga- rocking out in the garage. So is that what you do? Are you a are you a a dad garage rocker now, Rob? Is that what's yes. happened now? You've moved to the countryside. Yes, yes. Well, I um I've always enjoyed um not being very good on instruments mm. and uh and a lifelong love of music and it it spawned from my dad. We always had a piano in the house, so mm. that was always for fiddling around on. But my dad had um, more guitars than he could play. He had, he had about three, um, but yeah. he never really could play a whole song on all of them. Right. Um, and and thus I've been inspired and have taken up that mantle. You know, of, of self-taught, yeah, completely self-taught. Yeah, completely self-taught. Yeah. Um, but now it's, and now in the garage, which I've now insulated because I've I've been doing a bit of building of late. Oh yeah. Uh, which which might start to show up on the Amazon trails. Oh, excellent! Um, Look forward to that. The uh, yeah, I've got a drum kit, and um, oh. and and my son plays the drums now. So we 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 rock out in the in the garage together. That's fantastic! What a way and, to bond with your yeah. And and there's two other guys uh, in the local villages. Uh, one guy in his fifties who plays the drums when we're allowed to. Yeah. And another guy in his late forties who plays the drums when oh. we're allowed to. So so do you get? To, are you telling me you've formed a band of just drum players? Yeah, it's only the band that Phil Collins would have dreamt of being in. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of Derbyshire version of Stomp. It, it is, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Can you? Are you near the drums now? Can you jump up and hit some drums for me? Is that possible? Uh, I've set the headphones off. Yeah, that's what, the cans, mate. They're called cans. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh got him! Got him! Uh, now you might find uh, because the DB levels peak out a little bit, Tom. Okay, mate, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can. Might get a sec. Yeah, go on. Here we go. This is Rob heading over. Bit of drums. Here we go. First, this is the first time on my okay. laptop tester. There we go. Good. And did it come through? Did it sound okay? Yeah, I dropped the levels. I, what I did, Rob, was I, did, adjust, yeah. I adjusted the DBs, mate. I don't want to get too technical. Yeah. You rode the fader. You rode the I fader. Did, I rode it. I rode your drums. Absolutely. Not too hard. Don't you don't put too much compression on it. Uh, I like you lose some of the subtlety. Genuine uh, flair and genuine snare on that, Rob. Thoroughly there you go. loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And I could tell also your musical here on the 26th of April, 2015, the Hornby 100H key uh, of C descant recorder. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a terrifying time for any parent. Mm-hmm. Of course um, it is. Yeah. When you are asked to purchase a recorder. And Ugh. all you can do is, is give in. Because you don't want to stamp on their dreams. No. But you want to shovel them as best you can towards a more tuneful instrument. Yeah. Um, and all, the, the best you can hope for when you order your child a recorder is it's some, that as soon as possible they lose interest in it. Yeah, yeah. Because and the best way it, to do that is, is for you to be really encouraging of it, I find. The more encouraging yeah, you are, yeah, the more exactly. they're like, well, that's obviously shit if he's into yeah. it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's not cool if dad's into it, um, listening to all this recorder music. And, and, and it's similar. I have a very similar approach with the violin. Whenever there's been a mention of the, the violin, uh, it just to be really, really overexcited about it is the coolest thing ever. And eventually they, they back down and yeah. um, head towards the piano or a guitar or something like that. Or that, a PlayStation, fingers crossed. Or PlayStation. a PlayStation or just something that, you know, people will happily fucking listen to. <laughs> Our old dog Ron is really deaf and the clarinet is the only thing he can still hear. <laughs> oh, and when Ron. he sees it, because it takes a little bit of assembling. And when when it starts being assembled, you, you just he just gets up. Oh, I'm 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 going outside. <laughs> Later's like, give Ron, me a shout when it's done. Ron is gorgeous, and I've seen Ron on many of your brilliant videos, which we'll do a big plug for. By the way, we must do that. Um, of course, but how old? Because I've got an old dog as well now. Mine's nearly fifteen. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron's fourteen. He's yeah. So what? what now, what dog have you got? You've got so a, I've, a Labrador. I've got a lab, well, Labradoodle. Labradoodle, mate. Of course I have. North London cliche. Um, yeah. And she, yeah, she's 14 and a half, actually. And she looks a bit She looks a bit like Ron, actually. What's her name? Polly. Polly Wally Doodle. Polly Wally Doodle. And um, it's, well, yeah, let's not get sidetracked. But How is she doing? Well, it's okay. It's hard in it, old dogs. It's not much fun, Rob. It makes me sad because mm, yeah. it's really you, it, there's a problem. It does make you go, well, listen, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna enjoy every day we've got with her. Yes, um, and it's actually touch wood, she's fine at the moment, but she's deaf now, mm. and the walks don't need to be very long anymore. Yeah, and you know all those things. Oh God, it's just like yeah. a series of lights going out. Ah! It is. It, it's heartbreaking. I'm the same with Ron. Like if I really uh, try and um, if I really try and think about kind of. Yeah, it just it makes me too sad. Yes. Um, but what's and well, what's brilliant and always has been great about Ron is he's always been a challenge. Right. Um, right. Well, whether that's been humping, um, uh, you know, soft furnishing. How he found fame, of course. How he found fame originally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, or whether it's wherever he is in the world, he always. I mean, he is the hardest dog, like there. Yeah, and there's no, and there's no, there's no, not even a conversation with him about that. And he's not an aggressive dog, but if any dog steps up to Ron, he, he's prepared to, he's prepared to die. Like it's, it's insane. Um, but but he's contro- completely controllable. But he just won't be. I remember when we lived in Crystal Palace, there was a, a pack of about twenty dogs that used to run around twice a day. It was brilliant. Mm. He's probably spent more time with other dogs though when we were in in the city. Yeah, of course they do. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and and there was that little bit, and we were learning about dogs. That little bit of tussling that happens. There was even a great big Rottweiler there mm. who just pushed a basketball around with his nose. He was a lovely dog, and um, and there would be the occasional little spat. But it it took Ron a, a matter of weeks, and he was like. He was the boss. Top dog, top dog. Yeah, and he's and he's been the same even when like you know just any animal, horses, um, cars, cyclists, uh, old people <laughs> spending too long putting their shoes on on the other side of the gate, they can get fucked. I tell you what, Tom, they can get fucked. And then so he's now at a point where he can't hear anything, but constantly demands to go out, and he. He wheezes all the time. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Ultimately, obviously, his, his liver and kidneys are, you know, starting to slow down. So mm. he drinks. We've now got a bucket of water oh, by Ron. the door for him oh, to Ron. drink. Yeah, he has a bucket, and he fills up on it like a steam engine. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> Just sprays piss all over the house, <laughs> and then 
to be fair, it always takes it outside. And, but Good he doesn't lads. cock his leg anymore. He just leans forward. <laughs> just from oh, the hips. one of those. Does old man wheeze. Yes. Um, yes. But, uh, that's, but the equivalent, yeah. that's the equivalent of me having a sit down wee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah. But I've made a pact with myself. But but he remains a challenge. Like Some of the, the smells that he's capable of making oh. are incredibly challenging. And he's, you'll miss those smells. You'll miss those smells yeah. one day. He's really flatulent. If he's lying on his side and you stroke, you can stroke farts out of him. Um, he farts most times when he gets up or sits down or moves. Um, uh, he also oh, <laughs> his God. breath. His breath smells like the dicks of a thousand madmen. He's like a filthy bagpipe, isn't he? Yeah, just his, oh. his breath is like it's. It's really. It smells like so many helmets. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> It's horrid. I um, so we've got the same thing. So Polly sleeps on my side of the bed, uh, my side of the yeah. bedroom rather. My, by my and Beth has been thinking for about genuinely, Rob. This is true for about two years now. She's been thinking that it was me that smelt like that. And the other mm. day she was over on my side of the bedroom because she doesn't have much cause to go over there. And yeah. uh, she was like, "Holy shit, it's Polly! It's not you." Genuinely, yeah. she thought it was it was bits of me just accruing cheese, and it's not. It's just Polly stinks. <laughs> just like it's yeah. just like this. Lovely, cuddly, beautiful-looking corpse. Yeah, yeah. Tenth of November, twenty sixteen. The uh, ten meter ADSL cable. That is premium quality, gold-plated contact pins. Mate, someone's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Any comments? I just on that? probably got that just for. Just for, you know, just hanging up. You know, if I had people coming over, I'd pop that on the wall there, and they'd say, what's that? Go, That's just 10 metres of gold-plated ADSL. Um, I think, I think, what, what, when was that bought? Uh, that was bought in November 2016, I think. Yeah, that was bought in error. Uh, oh, lovely stuff. I think, well, I needed to get the, the Wi-Fi router from... Mm. Uh, one room and into the kitchen mm. because we live in a bungalow. So actually, yeah, because you're not the rooms aren't on top of each other. Tricky to get Wi-Fi to, to fire to all corners. So you were literally laying cables in order to literally being laying cable. Mm. Yeah, and I ended up having to drill one through the kitchen wall to to come wow. through. Wow. And and then it still didn't really work. But now I'm talking to you from my garage. And so far, Rob, touch wood. <laughs> Absolutely robust, very yeah. robust, robust. And I'll tell you how we're doing this because I've now got. I need to cancel the old Wi-Fi. I'm not an idiot. I'll just write that down. Oh, yeah, get that Wi-Fi. done. Get that done. Um, we've now got um, like uh, you're having a lot of the rural areas. It's called Gigapeak, and it's a mobile thing. It's five G. No. And to tell you where it comes from, and I love this. The sky. My local garden centre. Isn't that what? incredible? Like garden, like garden, it's an essential business. A garden centre. I love got all garden centres. It's love great, them. and it. I love it's. It's like um, how you how you cope in a pandemic by diversifying, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got it's like a farm shop in there now. And um, it's just that you go there and you come home and you're like, I've got five G <laughs> and a bird bath. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh. And there's also now a beauty salon in there, oh. so you can get you can get ericaceous compost. Um, uh, <laughs> Have you got any any trellis? Back of the yard, mate. 
and anal bleach, other side of the car park. It's incredible. You can do everything. Oh, it, do you know what? I feel like there's a whole, genuinely, I say this all the time, but there is a whole spin-off there's a podcast. Well, there's a, there's a sitcom. Or, yeah, there is a sitcom, actually, or a spin-off podcast yeah. in the, the Garden Centre because it's gone way above and beyond what gardens are supposed to be. And it is, the, yeah. the lockdown has pushed that agenda, definitely. I've written a little treatment for one based on our local garden centre. So I, should, I should maybe start touting it about, shouldn't I? I think you should tout. You've got some connections, you know. Get in touch with Ben Elton, mate. Come on, you've got your upstart crow email list. Get on that. Mate, I, I would be delighted to send that to all the broadcasters and be turned down again. It's, a, re- it's a pleasure. <laughs> a pleasure and a privilege to hear. Just to, just to hear a yeah, note. Can you just, uh, just, can you just spend uh, four months making a full draft of that, Rob? While we... Uh, for no money? While I, my, yeah, yeah, well... Uh, well, we get someone else in who's not interested in any of the scripts. They yeah. weren't on board with it at the beginning and then just comes in and kills all the babies. It's yeah, just always on. nice. It's always nice to get a no from a new generation. You know what I mean? It is it's nice, isn't it? it? Yeah, it lets you know you're still not relevant. Um, so just <laughs> <laughs> if you're in any doubt. Um, 19th of December. Oh, this is a cr- classic Christmas present. December 2017. Yeah. This is really romantic. This must be for Helen. It's quite last minute. Yeah. Oh, mate, you've bought a door wing mirror. Yeah, it's it's an outer heated wing mirror you've bought on the 19th of December. That is, Helen, I love you. Here's your main present. Mm, Yeah, well, nothing really shows a lady you love her than a heated door mirror. Yeah. Because I could have gone for an unheated one, couldn't I? You could have. You could have. And then, but again, I thought, you know, she is worth it. (laughs) I'm going the extra mile. I'm getting her a heated one. So she can keep it in her pocket wherever she is. Yeah. So if she's out, like, graffitiing or... You know, putting dog crap through people's letterboxes. Which she does, which as we know she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, do yeah, yeah, it keeps it keeps her out of borstal. Yeah. Then every if she gets cold, she put hands in the pocket and then mm-hmm. she can warm them on the heated door mirror. Absolutely lovely. Okay. And she likes it. I mean, yeah. I put that in the corner of her room and she was she'd look at it, she was really interested in it. <laughs> and she she poke at it and everything. Really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> So, you're such a great husband. I've always, I I've well, always you... said that about you. I've always yeah. said that about you. I've always said to Beth, I wish I could be more like Rob Rouse. I've always said yeah. that. Um, February 2017, um, a, a reinforced air drying modelling clay. Modelling clay. Yes. Is, this, is this you or the kids? Or uh, That was um, inspired by uh, Spencer Jones. Oh, lovely. Spencer Jones. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right. And um, I, I've been to see him when I was down in London. And he had a... And he, and we made some clay things, mm-hmm. and it just hadn't occurred to me you could just buy a big bag of clay. You can, yeah. And then came back and we started making stuff. The children rapidly lost interest, of uh, course. but me and Helen have made several um, really quite uh, detailed busts of each other, um, like a like, sort of Lionel Richie hello video vibe. Very much like a Lionel Richie hello video. Oh. Um, obviously, Helen Helen rubbed a lot of it on the walls. Uh, but um, but you know, I think as long as she is expressing herself, yeah, and it's better that she does it with clay. Well, or or Rob, it's quite useful when she does it with words because we should mention what Helen's got up to in the last year or so. I mean, I know this podcast is ostensibly about you, but come on, yeah. Um, well, she doesn't just scroll filth on walls, does she? No, no, she she um, uh, it, Helen's been really busy. Um, helping me launch uh, my Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash Rob Rouse. There it is. Where Monday to Friday I post original um, comedy Mm -hmm. uh, in the terms of sketches, songs, films, uh, all sorts of stuff. And and you can join from just a pound. It's pay what you want. Just a pound, eh? Essentially, but you get a bespoke um, exclusive comedy post 
uh, sent direct to your inbox. No spam, no nothing. You don't have to troll through social media to yeah. you know find something funny amongst the horror. Oh. And Helen's been helping me uh, launch that, which I've been doing for nine months. So there's over a hundred posts up there. It's astonishing value. Uh, oh, and, it's and she's wonderful. also written a she also wrote a kid's book and, and stuff. She did what? No, that's, that's not what I'm asking at all, Rob. No, um, no, no. I'm all about your Patreon. No, so, yeah. so, so she's not only has she been helping you, I mean, helping you with many things on many levels, but also yeah. the kids. So her kids, but this is dead exciting, isn't it? This is, when's it coming out? Yeah, well, it's out. It's it out. came out on February the 4th. It was launched. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's called The Boy Who Made Everyone Laugh. And it's um, available to buy wherever you buy your books. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful story. Um, obviously, so what happened was um, we we came back from the Edinburgh Festival in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, when we, um, we'd done a show together and I sort of went back off on, you know, doing gigs and stuff and back, back, to, back to old normal. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, I felt like an absolute tit saying old normal. Oh, it worked so. very well, though. It's it, as it... bad as saying new normal. Uh, new normal. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, and Helen, um, she found some, some crayons and uh, some wall space <laughs> and started expressing herself. Now, oh. I would get in from my gigs late at night and yeah. once I'd finished clearing up the mess, Mm-hmm. Uh, I started deciphering some of the scrawlings yeah. and documenting them. Uh-huh. And uh, over, very quickly, it occurred to me that um, she'd written a children's book. So obviously I was able to take a big helicopter view over it, yeah. despite a lot of banter in our house that dad's not really a reader. Um, and I think if you'll open... Uh, if you open Helen's ghost written book, I use my fingers there, percent parentheses, it says at the back, she says, she makes a very funny joke saying how um, great it was to have me uh, kind of word for word, line by line, helping her with the book mm. uh, because there are jokes out there that I'm not much of a reader. Mm. But she That's says not true. That, but so it basically says at the back of the book, so if you buy the book, you want to skip to the back of it, there is cast iron conclusive proof in print in perpetuity that I read a lot of books. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful book. It's about, um, it's, it's loosely and ostensibly based on our son um, who has lived with a stammer since probably he's been about three, I think. Okay. Um, and it kind of come, it comes and goes and there's been times in his life when it's been harder and there's times in his life when it's been less of an issue for him. Right. And, um, and it was, it's, uh, yeah, it's about a little boy who has a stammer who's about to start secondary school and he wants to be a stand-up comedian, but he thinks he's not going to be able to try and do that uh, until he's got rid of his stammer. And it was, what's so lovely about it, it's, it's a really funny book um, and it's really uh, beautifully uh, written and really it's really heartwarming and touching and really real, and and it was great. She wrote it. Well, obviously, I, well, as I just deciphered the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and each time I'd finished deciphering the crayon <laughs> scrawlings, she would then very, very, I mean, very slowly read them out to our son, yeah. um, so that to check that it kind of it resonated, it made sense. Uh-huh. Obviously, she wasn't. Yes. I wasn't deciphering her scrawlings directly on him right right but just to check what you're trying to say is that she was involved in the writing of this book as well 
She was, yeah, she was around, oh, okay. you know. Okay. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, doing yeah. stuff, enjoying yeah. her wing mirror and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, but yeah, so, so she she would, as I say, very slowly, with the aid of a ruler, read out the chapters uh-huh. one at a time to our son, who was very patient. Um, and then he, he would kind of sign them off as as the, or, or point out any changes that he felt I needed to help her with. Yeah. Um, and then and and it just and it was beautiful. And then she she just wrote it. Uh, oh, sorry, I just wrote it <laughs> up for her. And then um, at the kitchen table, and then sent it out to loads of uh, publishers and agents and stuff. Mm. And and after you know lots lots of yeah, it's what's incredible is. When you drill down into the numbers of books that get written mm. and ones that don't get finished and then ones that don't get rewritten, yes. that don't get sent out, that get thank you but no thank you yes. and then keep going and then find someone who goes, wow, this is amazing. It's incredible. You, what like it, it, yeah, it, yeah. The, the drop-off rate is astonishing yeah. and that she'd never, you know, she it was her first, first book she'd written. Mm. But it just... But she spent a life uh, writing, uh, you know, on people's houses and walls and things. <laughs> so she spent yeah. a life writing, whether yeah. it's been stories, short stories, plays, shows we worked on together and stuff. And and it just feels like um, uh, it's it's her time, and it's it's so cool to 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 watch it and to be there. And um, obviously, you know, to have written it for her and, yeah. and, and be there yeah. and just see how she, do you know, it feels, you know, when someone, it's a weird thing, like, could I don't know how, when did you start doing stand-up? Uh, 2001. 2001, I, yeah. So I, I always feel that, I mean, I don't regret anything in my career, mm. but what I would have loved is if things had come to me or, or, or I'd been given a lot of the chances and uh, opportunities I got when I had more chops. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And yeah. it's a funny yeah. thing that, show, especially stand up show business, is after what's really, really new and what's brand new and fresh mm. and exciting and they get buzzy about. Now, every now and then, someone comes through and they are bang, box, fresh, ready to go. Like someone like Peter Kay. Yeah. So he won, so you think, funny, the year before me. And then the next year he's doing live at the top of the Blackpool Tower. Like, yeah, <clears throat> he was ready. Um, and I pop, you know, I popped out when I did. And I think in hindsight, bits of me weren't ready. Like yeah. I wasn't ready to, couldn't wrap my head around what it was. Mm. Um, but what's amazing watching Helen is, here's someone who's been, you know, she's, she was an actor and she's been creative her whole working life. And it's come along and the right thing, she wrote the right thing, at the right time, the right people got hold of it. Yeah. And it really it's connected with people. And she's got all the skill set and all the self-knowledge and understanding and compassion and life experience. And she's, you know, all of it. She understood she's worked with kids, she's taught kids for years. Yeah. She's just got that connection and it's all come together. Yeah, and she's it's locked and loaded, isn't she? She's good to go. It's great. It's yeah. so good, and yeah. I, and I couldn't be more thrilled for it. It's it's uh, I'll level with you. It's been the thing that's got me through this this you know essentially. Let's be honest, like as a someone who's essentially a live performer, mm. at a point when 
<laughs> yeah, I could be going, I've lost my entire identity. Yeah. You know, a bit, uh, obviously I'm doing the patreon.com forward slash Rob Rails mm-hmm. every day, Monday to Friday. You can join from just a pound and I'd love you to get on board. And it's an absolute chock full of um, fun stuff. And me and Helen do a podcast on there every week as well. Yeah. And I love doing it. It's so much fun. It's, and it's like I get to do a little gig to a lovely little group of people every day. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like for anyone who's a comic, but so many people, whether you're, I don't know, you worked in any kind of business where you were face to face, you work in a shop, you work for a charity, in a you know, you run a cancer research shop, everything, it's all changed, and yeah. so many of us have lost our identities and having to find new ones. And you I see, know. yeah, I was reading a, a something I can't remember on the, uh, I think it was on Twitter this morning about someone saying that they. Replying to Nihal Arthanayaka, who did a brilliant interview with my son and Helen mm-hmm. um, uh, on Five Live, and it was beautiful. And but yeah, and and he was replying to someone who said they worked in a cancer research shop. That was it, and um, they obviously are really missing working with people. Mm. And it's a really weird thing that that you've yeah how we're all. I'm losing my train, but how we our identities are so tied up in what we do. I just uh, the rest of the world. I just think that yeah, you know, know we uh, the the especially our type of. I can't believe we've almost gone serious now, Rob. We've tried so hard to avoid this. Someone's going to say, "Hey, this come on, minute. we've got it." But yeah. no, I just think the way that um, we, especially in our chosen careers, they're mm. all built on the engines of ego, and egos are great when you've got an audience and other people and a world to enjoy mm. and look at. And the problem is when that world disappears, the ego just goes mental because it's got nowhere to go it's got nothing to do and it just yeah drive yourself insane very quickly and it's so good that the you know you've got things like this to keep you sane but to keep other people sane as well you know people yeah absolutely absolutely well it's it's looking at it going like if i i've learned how to really i really enjoy doing online gigs yeah and i've learned that that little uh thing that i was terrified the first time i did an online gig and i stood up Mm. And I was shouting, yeah, because yeah, I'm quite a kinetic, energetic performer. And I learned I've got to sit down, and then use that little rectangle, then go right. So what can I do with that? And yeah. then you have to, then you can, you know, you can bring things. And that's your frame yeah. to operate within that frame, and then look around with it. You've got a, it's redefining what the boundaries are, and then mm. and mm. accepting, you know, that this thing that I've been doing for twenty odd years that I, you know, love and I've been lucky enough to you know, keep a roof over my head with. I've never had another job. Mm. For At some point, might end up, in terms of the economics of my life, being a bit of a hobby for a while. Yeah. But then that's also a test of, like, do you love it? Will you still do it for free? Is it part of you? Or were you doing it for the right reasons? And I think... It's making found... you stop and question a lot of things. It's a, it's a gap year. It's an enforced gap year for yeah, everyone. Totally. And yeah, totally. And, and maybe it could be a lot longer. So I kind of figure out, I'm going to wrap my head around you know, doing stuff online and then yeah, I've become better at editing. I've started mm. better at recording music, other stuff that I can use for other things. And then yeah. also like kind of hopefully becoming better at housework. Well, and, I mean, and, listen, you know, picking yeah. up the, 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 the burden off Helen cause she's busy, you know? Well, so, yeah. 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 I I'm very, I'm in a similar situation with my wife. I'm more than happy to be eclipsed by my wife. It's working very well for me. I'm looking forward to playing a lot of golf. Um, great. But it's, you know, it is, um, it's great to have all the online stuff you know it's it's important to know that there's always only fans you know yeah you can always you can always get on there and um, yeah is that is that where you do porno yeah it's just sexy stuff um okay uh let me know hard hard to do that and homeschool i've found (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing in there? One second. My niche market is uh, men in their late 60s who are on antidepressants. And it's <laughs> they take ages, Tom. Well, here's what you can show them. In fact, I've got the perfect item for you to... Mm. Maybe you could use this on your first OnlyFans video for your niche market. Yeah. And this is the final object we're going to uh, for All today, right. Rob, okay, as we end uh, this wonderful episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm calling it, by the way. It is wonderful, because you're wonderful. Um, Thank you. You've bought... <laughs> This is classic. Uh, the first uh, instalment on Rob Rice's OnlyFans is going to be him and one can of brake and clutch cleaner. Ooh, yeah. Wins. Yeah, well, yeah. As, I, as I turn around here, Tom, mm. I can actually see three of the little beauties Ooh, on top by oh. my sink that I plumbed into the garage there. I tell you what, I hate nothing more than a filthy clutch. Oh, God, that's a bad mm. clutch, isn't it? Naughty you've clutch. Got it, you've got Got to get it clean. <laughs> Got to get it clean. Very important to have it clean. That's um, yeah, brake and clutch cleaner. Um, that one of the other things I did uh, at the start of lockdown is for a couple of hundred quid, I bought um, an old banger on um, eBay, an old Triumph Spitfire. Oh wow! With okay. the idea of going, what I have got now is a surfeit of time. Yes. And I might try and learn to do mechanics, and because um, I've done a bit of building work for mates, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just like I, they buy the materials and I and I build it for them, so I can get some experience at doing some other stuff. And I've learned that, um, and like doing the Patreon posts, patreon.com forward slash Rob Rouse. Got it, smashed it. I've learned, and it's what you do when you're doing stand up. You're constantly making things and solving problems, yes. and I found it a real tonic. To learn, like, because I've always been interested in DIY and stuff and, and building things, to how to make stuff. And I've built some guitars from kits and then I built one out of a shelf, which pretty much works. And then and I found that it, it, making things is something that, whether it was, you know, just sitting there squatting, uh, mm-hmm. playing That's with That's one you could definitely make things when you squat, but yeah. <laughs> Certainly, I could make all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them gold, <laughs> but, but but essentially, I've realised that that uh, as you, you're talking about your ego earlier, like that is an element that's tied into your into stand up and performing, obviously. Yeah. But it's also the bit of you that's fragile and why it's hard. And and if a gig doesn't go right, why you feel bad and you want to just sit in the corner for a week licking your wounds like a cat that's fallen in the bath, or mm. a bad review can hurt you, and the good ones you realise they're just as dangerous. Yeah. It's because actually you're, if your compulsion to do it is to make things, is to make something that didn't exist, then actually I've found that whilst um, my identity has been enormously challenged in the last you know year, that by making stuff, whether it's the Patreon post or building or whatever, that's really satisfied that part of me. And I've realised that if we, if you, it's all about trying to find a creative route through your life, yeah. as not just like the the gig or the show or whatever it is. It's working out what, and it, and it gives me a sense of um, I don't know, just a sense of order or place or something. I love so, that. I love that phrase that you make something that didn't exist. I think that's a that's a you know. I hate to sort of finish the podcast in a kind of, and in many ways, it's a lot like Jesus kind of vibes. But if yeah. there's, you know, let's well, fuck it. If there's one Please message. Finally, one, talk about Jesus. <laughs> if 
there's one message we want to try and get across make something that didn't exist before make something yeah yeah that's such a great bit of life advice i love it it, oh it's well it's um i mean it's completely accidental because i'm i'm an idiot and i've stumbled across all of this but that's surely why when we were living in caves Mm. as cave people we drew on the walls wasn't it yeah yeah exactly oh and 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 you either draw on the walls or you put cliff richard on the walls yeah absolutely one of the two yeah yeah all right, I'll let you go and have a tinker. Rob, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us on My Mate Bought a Toaster. And that Patreon, one more time. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Rouse. Thank you. And um, Helen's book is called The Boy That Made, uh, The Boy Who Made Everyone Laugh. And it's available wherever you buy your books. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe on Amazon. I don't know. We're not trying to push you in it's that def- direction. No, it's, it's definitely on there. It's, it's definitely on there. And, and even if you don't purchase it on Amazon, if you leave a review on there, apparently all that stuff, uh, Bezos is not has no idea. Oh. He's got no idea. Of course Bezos. he hasn't. He's one foot out the door, Bezos. He's off, mate. He's yeah, off. he's on his yeah, way. Yeah, he, 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 he would never be that arse, was he? Later, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, Rob, thank you. You're a star. Thank you so much for joining us on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Tom, it's always a tonic to uh, to spend any time with you. It's been an absolute treat. I love the good of baby and I want you for the rest of my day. <laughs> The fabulous Rob Rouse. Now, I don't know if you know about this, but I've actually got a Patreon site. Have I mentioned it? Have I, have I, have I told you about this? Oh, I have. Patreon.com slash ToasterPod. Hmm. If only I could put that to music. Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash ToasterPod. Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash ToasterPod. Oh, yes. You see? That's because the Patreon bucks are coming in now and I can pay for even more stings. Uh, This week, I'm talking to Dan Thomas about Rob Rouse's purchase history and we get stuck into Cliff Richard, as you would. So this is a clip, Dan, of uh, Cliff Richard playing Devil Woman live. So see how you get on with this. Can you hear this all right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can, yeah. Cliff Richard, Devil Woman, and many other things besides that discussed on My Mate Bought a Spin-Off Podcast, available now over at patreon.com slash toasterpod. I will stop going on about the Patreon. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Andy Osho. It's a great episode. Oh, look, it drops this Friday on patreon.com slash toasterpod. Uh, or, of course, it'll be out for free, you cheapskates, um, next week, Wednesday morning, first thing. Have a great week. I'm going now. Lots of love. Bye. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.